Intro music. That's not it. What? He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Wow, it sure is, isn't it? Man, you know, as I'm listening, Rob, to our introductory music, you know, it's been two seasons of this intro music, and every se- every episode, I feel like we unlock more, and there are there's at least two or three things in our intro music that, that are in The Mandalorian now, but here we are, hey, Rob! Here we are! Banter, Beskar, and Banthamilk. Yes, the We're a Mandalorian, Mandalorian podcast. podcast. That's right, and uh, oh boy, have we got a treat for y'all today. It oh has goodness. been a spectacular day to be... Not just a Mandalorian fan, but a Star Wars fan. A Star Rob, Wars how was your day? Uh, awesome. I yeah. started out, so we're fostering puppies, so they woke us up at 5.50 this morning, which I was a little upset about, but it's okay. Took them outside. They went to the bathroom, put them back in their crate, and then I watched this episode of The Mandalorian. So what time was, What time did you watch it for the first time? Uh, right around 6 o'clock in the or morning. Or I should say, which, which t- what time did you watch most of it for the first time? Yes, I know. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, you were you were one of many. You were one of uh-huh. many. Yeah, let, let's just tell you right now. If you're wa- listening to us right now and you don't realize that there is a post-credit scene to today's uh, episode of The Mandalorian, hit stop and go watch it right now. Go watch it. <laughs> Definitely go watch it. So I, as Nick said, I didn't know that there was a post-credit scene. I watched it to the credits because it was now six thirty in the morning, and the credits and, are so long in The Mandalorian. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, look <laughs> at all the details and stuff that they do. So. I was like, all right, I'm going back to sleep because I can sleep for another half an hour. So I credit started. I went to bed. Uh, my son came down at lunchtime for his his uh, lunch break, and he goes, did you did you watch it? I go, of course I did. He goes, did you see the post-credit scene? I go, stop. I'm like, this isn't Marvel. There's no post-credit scene. Oh, he was like, is. oh, we need to watch it now. Yep. So I watched yeah, so it, it. Amazing. So go check it out if you didn't see it. We're, it has major ramifications, not only for this show, but probably the future of Star Wars. And we're going to talk all about it. Um, but here we are uh, after the season finale, chapter 16 uh, yes. of The Mandalorian. And we've got a lot the to talk rescue. about. The rescue. The rescue. That's the right. Rescue. And rescue, yes. they did, right? So sure uh, before we get into that, uh, we are Banter, Beskar, and what? Bantha, bantha milk. milk. And finally, for once, we've got a little Bantha Milk we to drink. We do, now, and this is now awesome. Now, I'm sitting in the, in the liquor store today trying to find all the different accoutrements we need for this drink. And I'm texting Rob, and he goes, uh, yeah, I found it for like 30 bucks. Uh, you drink more whiskey than I do. You grab it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Rob, Rob is using me as a guinea pig for this right. one. That's <laughs> right. So I knew it has it has a whiskey and a couple, a couple other things we'll talk about in a second. But I knew you already had the whiskey. Oh boy, do so, I. so I knew you didn't have to buy all of the ingredients. I, on the other hand, did have to buy the Averino and the whiskey, which that same bottle, that's the same bottle that I saw, is a, is a $30 bottle of alcohol. It is indeed. And so <clears throat> this was given to us, this recipe was given to us by a fan of our show, Eric. A fan? We have a fans. Fan. Yes, we do. And finally, uh, 35, 35. 34, this is our 34th episode, 34 episodes in, you've been begging fans for recipes, and we finally get one. Here we are. So We're here our, for it. Our big fan, Eric, sent us this recipe called the Dark Saber. All right, uh, so I'm ready for it, so I'm okay. going to need for you to tell me about it and help me put it together. Okay, so first I do to... have an alternate drink, or an alternate glass here with no ice, in case okay. I don't want to drink this. 
Because <laughs> I'm not a big and, licorice fan, and this and then, Averna smells an awful lot like licorice. Oh, really? That's cool. Oh, it sure does. Uh, so start off with three ounces of whiskey. What whiskey okay, so are you using right now? We're using my bullet uh, bourbon whiskey, right? Okay. So do three ounces of, three ounces of whiskey. whiskey here. Let's see. All right. So I guess a, a shot would be one and a half ounces, right? I think so, yeah. So two right, shots. Two, one. Oh, man, I got to clean this off or my wife is going to kill me. Here we go. Two. <laughs> All right. So there's All two right. shots of that. And then one and a half ounces of your Amaro Avernia. So this it's, is uh, Amaro Siciliana Averna. Uh, is this like a, it's some sort of a liqueur, right? He's, he said it's an Italian spirit that should be available at most big liquor stores. And it gives the drink a color oh, that is. is deep reddish brown. It is black as the night. My that friend. is very close to black, he says. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Okay. So my drink just turned rather dark. Oh, it sure did. Right, and then he said to add... Two dashes of orange bitters for a little zing. Okay, so zing is what we're going for. We're going saying. for a little zing here. Okay, a little zing. He Just says a little, little zing. So yep. let me get... Okay, here are my... And I do... I did actually have orange bitters at my oh, house. Oh, look at that. See, you had two uh, out of three of the ingredients. Yes, I, I had did. zero. I had zero so, ingredients. So just a dash of the orange bitters. Yep. All right. Okay. So then, then... I guess I guess we're going to shake her on up. Right? Shake her up, yep. A little, yep. little, sh- little clinky clink. This so then now, he said, the name of this drink, the Dark Saber. Wow. Very appropriate for today's show. What an appropriate show. themed drink for yes. our show today, right? That's right. Okay. So then, in the rest of his description, he says he's not completely sold on the drink, okay. but he wanted to get us a version before the finale, which is very nice of him. He what says a guy. It's, it's nearly black in color, somewhat sweet, depending on how much amaro you use, and the orange gives it a tang that he imagines. If you imagine hard enough, reminds you of the crackle of the saber. Well, methinks that Eric has a more vivid imagination than I do. <laughs> uh, okay. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go into this with with an open eyes and open heart, and here we go. So here is the dark saber. This is for you, Eric. There you uh, go. If you're following along at home, this uh, it's got a nice, interesting, a fresh scent to it. I think the uh, the bitters uh, kind of gave it a little aroma there. I like that. Okay. Let's see. Here we go. Bottoms go up. Bottoms up. That's not half bad. Nice. That's not half bad. Um, you know, the, the the licorice is a little sweet. Uh, I'm not the world's biggest fan of sweet, like the like that feeling you get on the tongue with the sweetness, but it's not so bad. Um, See, I like licorice, so I probably I would. I think, Rob, I think you would dig this. I think even, I would like it more. Even though you're not much of a, a whiskey drinker. Right. I think you would you would dig this. Um, you know, this... Now let's let's dig back in the in the memory vaults here because we all have to somehow unearth <laughs> our, our rankings. ranking system. <laughs> when right? when um, you said that pre-show it made me laugh so loud, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I forgot all about our ranking oh, system." Oh yeah, we have one, and this has got to sit up there with it, right? Yeah. So, so all right, the way so at the our, bottom is Jar Jar Binks. So it's definitely it is not, not a Jar Jar for sure. Okay. Then after that, that my ranking system was not an Ewok. <laughs> it was the Porg next. You put Ewoks next. And right. then after that, it was the reverse of those, right? Right. Or, so it was either Porg or Ewok. It was either Porg, Ewok, and uh, Jar Jar. Those are our bottom three. They're the bottom three, right. This is not either one of those three. I would definitely put this on the positive side. Okay. Uh, as I dark think... as the drink is, it is on the light side of the drink spectrum, right? Nice. So then yeah. I think we went we went Chewy, and then it was um, Leia, and then Yoda's all at the top. 
Right. So, so you know, I Yoda really is a high honor. I'm not sure this is going to pop into the Yoda territory for me. Um, it's definitely firmly between a Chewie and a Leia. Okay. Um, it's not. It's not uh, like the best. I. I don't know that I would have this again. It's a solid Star Wars themed cocktail. I think if I had a little more preparation and I could like maybe add a little like bright red to it, that might like add to the appeal. Um, I think you you could add some green to it. Would be very appropriate for this week's episode. You have all of that. That is true. Horrible yeah, all that Midori. Yeah. All that Midori. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you know, right. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it a chewy, and we're gonna say it's like a I don't know, like a like a solo era chewy, like when he's okay. in the mud pit, you know, okay. wrestling right. with Han uh-huh. for the first time. Sure, yeah, it's a pretty solid chewy. Okay, that's a good solid chewy. Well, All Eric, right, this this one's for you, Eric. Right, and thank uh, you very much, Eric. I, on the other hand, got some more Twenty First Amendment beer. I got this time the Tasty Hazy IPA. Now, okay, you you've been on the blah 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 IPA for a bit, right? Yeah, so got rid of. We finished up the blah blah blah, so now I'm having instead the taste tasty hazy IPA. Now the hazy IPAs are a little bit cloudier, a little bit uh, have a different flavor to them than than a double IPA does. Not quite as strong as a double IPA. Definitely has a much different taste than the double IPA does. Um, it's good for for a hazy IPA. I'm not going to complain. I like right. it. And, and uh, you know, Rob is an IPA drinker. He's, I am an he's, IPA he's a big drinker. Fan of it, so, right? yep. so uh, cheers to you, my friend. And uh, 21A is obviously well. one of our uh, sponsors. And yes. you can probably check them out along with a whole bunch of other people at all of our social media accounts. Right, Rob? That's right. Hey, if you're interested in more Star Wars info, want to chat, or even want to send us some Star Wars drink recipes, please be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms. You can catch us on Instagram and Facebook at Bantha Milk Podcast, Twitter at Bantha Milk. You can email us at BanthaMilkPodcast at gmail.com or even check out our website, BanthaMilkPodcast.com. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast over at the Ears Up Network. Our friends over, up, over at Ears Up help us a whole lot, so give them and their many shows a listen. Their shows include Ears Up, Ears Up in Depth, The Supreme Resort, and Scraping the Vault. Also be sure to check out their Patreon at patreon.com slash ears with a Z up. For as little as $2 a month, you can help support our show. Any donations sent their way directly help us here at Bantha Milk Podcast and comes with great perks. So please check them out today. All right, so make sure you check us out, right? Um, but uh, we do want to make sure we get into some news. Aside from the fact that The Mandalorian finished up uh, its second season today, there was there has been some news in the world of Star Wars, right? Yes, so let's there has. Go to our our acclaimed series. All right. I love it. I love it. Right. So. All right. So we're going to start off our Star Wars news with a little somberness. Right. Because uh, I I think it was last episode we mentioned that David Prowse had passed away. Right. Yes. Fairly recently. Uh, And there was the passing of yet another Star Wars giant, um, which was a rather timely passing. Right. Because since his character has has, you know, shot in so far into the limelight. Yeah. uh, Jeremy Bullock, the original performer and actor for Boba Fett, uh, passed away just yesterday, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so sad, sad stuff. Very sad um, stuff there. And, uh, you know, it, it actually had me thinking right before uh, right before we came on here, I was I, I remember my wife, we've got all these Star Wars uh, stuff in uh, our extra room, and uh, Pagan, is, as people, diehard listeners would know, uh, my wife who's been on the show loves Star Wars, uh, and she's got these things from, from her childhood. Now, check this out. Here is this no Darth way. Vader. 
Signed That's by awesome. David Prowse. If you're if you're catching us on uh, on one of our streaming sites, you can check us there. Right here is a Boba Fett action figure right here. Awesome. Right? Signed is by Jeremy signed? Bullock. No way. That's so cool. So you got yes, two indeed. two signed yeah. action figures by the two actors that now are recently deceased. Yep. And uh, I guess to tap that off, actually, uh, we have the, her third one right here. Chewy. Chewbacca. Chewy signed, signed by Peter Mayhew. And Peter Mayhew um, is, is getting also, up there uh, in age now as well. And so he was not the Chewbacca in the latest episode, well, no, the latest movie. No, he was not, right? They they had a fill-in for the first time? Yeah. I, yeah, it's interesting, but... Yeah. That's really cool. Anyway. So. Anywho. So there's other news. Um, By the way, we, uh, we, sh- we would be remiss to say Peter Mayhew did pass away. Oh, okay. Uh, about... A year ago. I thought so. As we were talking yeah. about it, I was like, I was pretty sure Peter Mayhew had passed. Um, so, yeah, all three of these folks uh, now passed away. So we are losing Star Wars icons, unfortunately. We sure as, are. As we speak here. As so we, we got to yes. we need to make sure we get an armed guard on Mark Hamill. I know. Uh, right. At all times. Right. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is that for sure? Okay. What other news do we got here? So one of the things that we have uh, in the news, I guess this was uh, – we talked about this two weeks ago or last week when uh, the child, when our little friend, uh, uh, what's what do we call him? Not Grogert. Not Norman. Grogert. No, Norman. Yeah, when Norman <laughs> sat on the seeing stone, when he first sat down, there were the blue butterflies. And I said, you know, they have to mean something. And neither of us knew what they meant. But our fan, Eric, who also sent in the drink, he saw this story on Yahoo Life where it says, turns out the blue butterflies are far more significant than they seem. As spotted by Redditor Aculado, I don't know whatever the guy's name is, this scene parallels an issue of the Darth Vader Dark Lord of the Sith comic book series, where Vader also meditates and communes with the Force. At one point in issue number eight, Vader floats above water in the middle of a storm, surrounded by the same blue butterflies which flew around Grogu. While there isn't one definitive explanation for what these butterflies mean, fans theorize that they could represent the light side of the Force. Hmm. If so, this means that Baby Yoda was connected to positive energies during his time on the rock. That's good news, right? Well, the problem is their appearance can also signal an internal conflict between these two opposing forces. When Vader saw the butterflies, it meant that the light side of the force was trying to reach out to him, and unfortunately we all know how that turned out. Not so it, well. Not so well, no. no. It's worth noting that these insects also popped up in the cartoon series Star Wars Rollout, where a young Ben Solo developed an interest in boot blue butterflies too. I and had as, heard some connection with Ben Solo. Okay. And as we all know, he too turned to the dark side, just like Vader. So was this just another deep cut reference, or does this does the appearance of these creatures hint that Grogu will follow in Vader and Kylo Ren's footsteps? Well, it's interesting now that you're mentioning this, and I'm having a chance to think about it because, um, you know, I I had heard about some connection with Ben Solo, and after revelations in today's episode, there is. The possibility that Grogu and Ben Solo, you know, and we can talk about that later. Um, but we're we're thinking about because Star Wars is the way it is. We keep thinking, okay, how can this connect to something that's already happened? Uh, 
we don't know what they're planning for the future. These butterflies might have some significance we haven't seen yet. Sure. Right? Yeah. They could be setting up, uh, uh, you know, this this couldn't, uh, we're just so used to Star Wars, like, linking to stuff from the past. From the past, uh, yeah. But they, we don't know that they're not setting something up for the future, too, because mm-hmm. as we know, there's a whole interweaving web of uh, stories about to be told in the Star Wars universe. So, yep. uh, who knows? So, but, who knows? Yeah, I, Maybe we'll see more of these blue butterflies. Maybe we won't. But I'm impressed with you every time you manage to get the word through the phrase blue butterflies. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. It is a yeah, tongue it's a, twister. It's a tongue twister, yeah. It's a very tongue twister. Anyway. Uh, anyway, two other uh, fun newses for you. Newses. Uh, newses. That is proper That is the English. plural form of news. <laughs> it's the plural of news. <laughs> uh Go behind the scenes of the second season of The Mandalorian in an all-new Disney gallery, The yes. Mandalorian Special, which will air on December 25th. Merry now, Christmas. I can't tell if it's a one-episode special, like a two-hour episode special, or if they're going to do the same thing that they did with uh, the first season, where they then had five or six episodes of this gallery afterwards. So, yeah, I don't know, because... I mean, they they did so much with the first season one. Would a lot of I mean, would they still have that much that like six episodes worth of stuff? I mean, Where a lot of that was just yeah. You know, how is the Mandalorian made? I'm sure a lot of that has carried over to this year. I yeah, don't, uh, they didn't build we'll a see. new. Uh, what was the the studio called? The volume. The volume. They didn't build a second mm-hmm. volume now, which is more volumous or yeah. something like yes. that. You know, <laughs> it had more volume within it. It could, <laughs> it could hold more. It could hold more. So. Uh, so maybe it's just a just a one episode special about uh, what's going on, and then finally, this isn't really big news for us, but Walt Disney World alters its Star Wars rules again. So they had all these rules about when they went into COVID lockdown and stuff about how you could get on the rides because going on Rise of the Resistance is a very popular ride and it's uh, one of the highest rated, I guess, rides of recent development in star wars so everybody wants to go on it they shut down different queues and stuff like that and before you had to go at like four or five o'clock in the morning and wait until they would let you in to get a boarding pass type ticket and then that would tell you what time during the day you had to come back to get it Hmm. so now they have it uh they have a virtual one set up for the morning where you can still you can register from your hotel room in the morning session. And then they have another queue of it later on in the afternoon. So they're changing that up. So that's another little bit of news that I I'm saw. wondering how many of our listeners are going to, uh, to Disney right now. You know, um, hey, listeners, how many of y'all are planning your trips to, to galaxy's edge right now? Any of y'all, if you're planning a trip to galaxy's edge right now, send us an email, band the milk podcast at gmail.com. Cause I would be very surprised. Not a whole lot of travel going on, but the you more, would, you know, I, I think there's more people going to Disney than you would yeah, you're probably right. You're probably they, right. They increased their capacity. Their capacity used to be 25%. Right. They increased it to 35% without telling anybody. They just let an extra 10% more people in, which was very uh, disheartening to some people because I'm buying tickets thinking that the park is only going to be 25% full. Sure. And then you're adding an extra 10% of people. You know, I may not have planned for to be hanging out with another 5,000 people. I don't want to do that, you know? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, just today I was at the Chinese food restaurant uh, and there were 10 people in there and I did not sign up for that. If I had known there would have been 10 people there, I would have gone to Taco Bell. Exactly. But instead I went to this Chinese food place and there were 10 people in there. 
Uh, and I think there's a lesson in there for all of us. Probably. I don't Somewhere, know. Somewhere. Anyway. Yes. Anyway. Uh, that so is our news. And that's, that's our there news. was a fair bit of news today, right? Start there was. With news. It was good news. How about it? It wasn't as good as last week, but it was still good. But the reason everyone has been frantically pressing skip 10 seconds, skip 10 seconds, skip 10 seconds <laughs> to, is to get to this point, right? To get to this point. I know it, you're you know, out there. Don't don't lie to me. Don't lie I, to me. I see you. You. I, I have people who tell me that they skipped 20 minutes ahead to get through all of us talking about stuff. They just want to hear about the show. Well, I so, get it and I understand it, but you should listen to the other stuff too. Cause there's some classic banter in there. That's and right. We are number one on our list. I know. I was going to say we are banter. So right, you have so, to, Anyway, uh, we gotta we gotta start talking about this episode and its implications for the future of Star Wars. Because uh, I have spoken to a lot of people today. Uh, a lot of people have reached out to me. Uh, I have reached out to a lot of people, and there is a there is a buzz going around that that it feels like this is a new beginning for Star Wars, um, which is interesting at the end of a uh, of a season. But I often uh, talk about when I, you know, I have two, if you look behind me on the wall, I have too many degrees up there. Uh, and I often tell people about, oh, you know, commencement. Commencement doesn't mean a, an end. It means a beginning, right? Uh, and that's what this feels like. It, it's almost like a commencement. Like the, this this episode was like, okay, here's the here's the stepping off point to the rest of Star Wars. Um, uh, and it's, it, I'm, I'm so excited about it. There's so much to talk about and so much to digest, but really we should just start with just getting into the episode, right? Just let's let's get into the episode. Let's yes, do it. Indeed. So we start off the episode. They're in their ship and. Oh uh, yeah. That epic chase scene, right? That was great. Yeah. Anytime I see the slave one with its blasters going, I'm a good, I'm a fan. Yes. Very, very cool. They, and you see them pulling up to the same ship that we've seen Darth Vader come out of. Oh, yeah. And uh, Senator or Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine, come, Emperor oh, yeah. Palpatine coming out of it. Yes, indeed. so firing away on it. And our Imperial shuttle, yeah. Our Imperial shuttle was really cool. We see our good friend Dr. Pershing's inside. Um, so of the Camino uh, cloners. That's obviously. right. Which we, I mean, we knew since last season that he was part of the Camino cloning community because of his patches and were that smart. But uh, they finally it up here. Yeah. Yep, he finally announced it. So. Question for you about this. So you saw it. You know what happens. They attack it. They take over. They board the, they board the ship, which is pretty oh, yeah. cool. The one of the two pilots, you could tell the one guy was just in it for a paycheck. He saw like he saw the writing on the wall that uh, the Empire yep. is not as popular as they used to be. He's like, dude, take them. I don't care. Don't kill me. Just let me be, yep. please. And then the other guy was still all brainwashed by the Empire. Yeah, well, you're going to get that's what you're going to get anywhere, right? There are going to be people who like need to put bread on the table. So this pays. Uh, and then there's going to be your fanatics who, yep. you know, were on board the Death Star and watched oh, yeah. as billions of lives perished. And man, it was awesome seeing his, he he went totally like sadistic, like eye twitching. Yeah. Uh, talking about, you know, and it's it's so interesting how they they gave us a glimpse into the Imperial mindset. He wasn't wrong. He was fighting terrorism. Yeah, he was right? fighting like terrorism. He, they told he, him he was he fighting felt terrorism. Righteous. Yeah, like he, he he felt he angry. was saving the galaxy from those evil terrorists on on Alderaan. And and it finally and I think that was a silly like kind of wink at the fans too. Like we talk about this fan service, uh, that was a really veiled wink at all of us clerks fans. Yep. <laughs> um, who who have had this conversation <laughs> yes. for thirty years about the all the different contractors and stuff on the Death Star uh, and the millions of lives lost, and here's this guy who's just like, "Listen, man, 
I'm with I'm with uh, clerks. <laughs> yep, he's like I was there. I'm with clerks. I uh, I knew all these people, and so there. And then and then she was like, Cara Dune finally had enough of listening to him talk smack about how her people were such terrorists and stuff, and they were just innocent people that just got destroyed because the empire was so evil. So yep. she took it out on him. She killed him. Yeah. Well, uh, he had it coming. He had it coming. Yeah. Um, but what I did like, uh, oh, this is what I wanted to ask you. So I made up in my mind my own backstory for Dr. Pershing's. Okay, I want to hear it. So here's here's his backstory. He was the valedictorian of his college. He was the top doctor coming out. And then uh, our good friend Moff Gideon just walks into the hospital and to the doctors, you know, to the, the college or whatever it was that he went to. And he was like, who's your best student? And they were like, that guy over there. And he was like, you come with me. And he was like, uh, okay. Like I have no choice. The empire's in charge at this point in time. So I either go with you or I die because you could tell he was very easily swayed into giving them information. He just, he didn't care about the empire at all. You could tell he was just a guy that was, and even when we first met him, he even said, "I was. I saved the baby. I saved the child." Yeah, he was. He was certainly much more interested in the science, and uh, you know, he, you know, as I think you'll find th- that's a pretty classic trope in cinema too, is that the scientists are kind of used for evil purposes when they're trying to do something for the good of science and the better and the betterment or the betterment of themselves and the furtherment of knowledge. Uh, but there's someone who's paying the bills who wants something, you know, kind of twisted from yeah. them. So. Uh, yeah, I can see that as a backstory. And I do just want to say, by the way, I just got some texts from my father. He is right now, as we speak, watching The Mandalorian season oh, finale. Nice. Uh, and he's sending me screenshots of it. I told him, you got to watch it. Because even my dad, my dad is the kind of guy who he watches it. He likes it a lot. Uh, but he texts me every week and is like, I don't, I don't understand. Who is this uh, This okay. <laughs> Jedi lady with the tentacles? I don't know who this is. Um, <laughs> and so I know for a fact He's going to know the big reveal on this one, right? Yes. So I'm excited to yes, hear what he, he has to say. And that's uh, – I think you actually uh, said something about that on Facebook about how the diehard or the new Star Wars fans, new as in people who have watched Clone Wars and Rebels sure. and stuff like that, they were super stoked to see Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. But the people who only know the movies – have no idea who Ahsoka is. Yep. So when they saw her, they were like, oh, she's cool, but who is she? Why is everybody going nuts over them? So, yeah, so the big reveal this week will have everybody jumping up yeah. and down for joy. Yep, um, and, and, and I think they're they're realizing that Mandalorian has brought together two, the two different types of fans. What, yeah. what Star Wars has lacked is that the the hardcore fans and, and the more kind of laissez-faire fans – I feel like are always on opposite sides and it's, it's mostly because of us diehard fans being kind of gatekeepers. Um, but this show is bringing us all together. We have stuff that pays off for the diehard fans and the people who are really invested in the characters and the storylines. And we have stuff that for people who just love star Wars and love going to see the movies and they find that this is a more cinematic experience than watching a cartoon. They go, Oh man, I know that guy. Right. Yeah, so yep. I mean, it's perfect and I love it. Uh, yep, I agree, hundred percent. So then, uh, then they dev- devise this plan that they're going to jump out of. Ho- oh, they do go and get. Uh, oh, we already got them. Oh. But 
Yeah, uh, the scene when they went back and got uh, going backwards, when they get Bo-Katan and, and the other girl. Oh, it was now, great. Notice that the the boy was missing this time. It was just the two girls yeah, hanging out together. I don't know. I don't know where he. I think. I think what uh, Dave and John had in mind was, hey, we're gonna have this fire team of ridiculous, awesome warriors. Uh, it's gonna be like five gal, four gals, and one guy. Yeah. Let's make it all gals and and make make them pretty awesome. Make right? them pretty and, awesome, and I think and that's they yeah. did. And they totally and that's, did. That's kind of the great thing that I man, I see. I, there's all these. You know, Star Wars fans are salty, saltier than Crete, right? Um, and they, I've seen, I still see people talking about the Mary Sue thing and, oh, they're making these girls so powerful. Enough. Everyone yeah. shut up. Star Wars is awesome because it has the ability to show someone as powerful if they're a man, if they're a woman, if they're tall, if they're small, if they're fat, if they're skinny. Like, Star Wars is the, like, we, we see Boba Fett come back as the big thing with Boba has been dad, ba- dad bod Boba. Dad right? bod he's, Boba. <laughs> he's still owning it and killing yep. it, right? So still crushing enough it. Enough body shaming in Star yep. Wars, enough gender shaming in Star Wars. Let's just enjoy a good Star Wars, shall we? And you know what? It doesn't matter if you weigh, uh, 80 pounds or 280 pounds if you can shoot a rifle straight and do a good job of shooting a rifle it doesn't oh, yeah. matter and those women in in the in seal team six there were yeah. uh were <laughs> crushing it they yep. one-shotting everybody so it doesn't yep. matter if they were women or men and i think having the dude there would definitely take away from it just a little bit um, which is why I think they chose not to have that guy show back up again. And, and, and I think that a lot of times in Hollywood, they know their audience too. And I yeah. know for, for a fact that there are a lot of young Mandalorian viewers out there. Yep. I know a lot of them personally, you know, we're teachers. Um, and you know, it's kind of like the, you know, with, uh, Avengers Endgame. you know, they had that moment where, you know, the gals sort of took the lead and a lot of people were bemoaning that saying it was too ham fisted. Uh, but there's a whole generation of young girls who are growing oh, yeah. up seeing normalized women superheroes and normalized women Jedi, and they're not the the princess who needs protecting. They're, you yeah, know, they they hold, and that's awesome, and we should celebrate that. And even that's even great. like Pagan said when she was on the show, she loved Princess Leia because Princess oh, Leia yeah. grabbed the grabbed the rifle, and she was shooting better than. Yeah, into uh, the garbage shoot fly boys. The, that's right. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, so now all the new girls, they have you know four. Uh, women that they can they can root for not just one they have four different women That's but right. when they did land there was a ship that they parked right next to and it was Bo Katan's ship from Rebels yeah uh, which was cool to see a real life version of it which basically just means a computerized version rather than a cartoon drawn computerized version of it sure. but it was still cool seeing that ship in the, in the parking lot as well now uh, my my question about that scene for just kind of the world. I don't know what your, your views are. And I think I have an idea of what, uh, what I think it is, but you know, Bo-Katan doesn't really start entertaining Boba Fett until he starts to talk and she hears his voice. Yes. So do you think that just that, cause she mentions, I know your voice, you're a clone. Do you think the voice is what tips her off that he's a clone? Or do you think that she knows this is Boba Fett because he has a, a reputation uh, and you know, Mandalorians, you know, he's got the paint. He repaint. First of all, his repainted armor looks killer. It looks killer. It looks I love so cool. I love the flat color, like the flat yep. green and the flat yeah. yellow looks yeah, so you know, much cooler. We have, than- we have like the, the shiny chromed out. And I thought when I saw, 
uh, Din's Mandalorian, like, shiny Beskar. I was like, man, it looks way cooler than the OG Boba Fett armor I remember. Uh, but seeing the reforged Boba Fett armor, and I think I mentioned I think they're going to reforge his armor, right? So that's yeah. pretty cool they did. Yeah. Um, but seeing it reforged and kind of back to its glory, I, I think it oh, looks, yeah. especially on big old Tamura Morrison, uh-huh. who's not like a, like a skinny kid, like... Oh, and we didn't see, you know, saying a skinny kid, we didn't see Timothy Oliphant this episode. No, no Timothy Oliphant doll. And no no frog lady. No frog lady. The frog lady is done. I was going to bring that up. Honest to God, it really makes me question (laughs) what the hell was going on with episode two. It was just, it was. Did they just need an episode to fill something? They needed a reason to get him to where he was going. I guess. And they didn't want I guess they just didn't want it to just jump there. They maybe they wanted to see How Baby can we Yoda cripple eating Mando's more eggs. ship. Yeah. Oh. And fill up an episode. So yeah. I'm a little let down by that cuz that that that, that so, one episode of the season that was not I mean I I think this was a really stellar season oh, back yeah. to front, but that one episode was a distinct outlier of awesomeness and yes, I, I don't 100%. think they paid off this, this episode. so so next week or next show when we do our uh, our top eight episode countdown right. yeah i think we know where we're gonna start we know where number eight is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll just do the top seven because That's then right. there's seven and that other one yeah um but yeah so she <laughs> so uh when she first meets uh Mando, when she first meets Kyle, she's explaining to him about how, you know, the children of the watch are this outlander zealot group, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's all Mandalorians. It's a cult. We should accept all Mandalorians. It shouldn't be this way. Whatever. Then meanwhile, meanwhile, she sees Boba Fett and she says, you're no, you're no uh, Mandalorian. Mandalorian. To which, which she responds, I never said I I was one, which is like, I thought you specifically did three episodes, two episodes yeah, ago. Yeah, two episodes ago, you you <laughs> pulled up your chain code. Look, this yeah. armor was my dad's and, before mine. And by the way, plenty of way nerdier and smarter people than I did than I am have decoded that uh, chain code. Like, oh, yeah. Because they, they actually did use all, like, in-universe co- uh, stuff. Oh, yeah. And it, it specifically, it spells out Django and Boba and Jaster, who was, like, his master, the person who, yeah. I guess recruited him when he was a foundling so yeah straight up yeah. mandalorian armor who belongs to this mandalorian but no i never said i was a mandalorian i never said i was a mandalorian and then she was like you're no mandalorian but yet she was okay with kyle who was a foundling being a mandalorian and jenga was his dad was born on mandalore he said my dad was born on mandalore yep. but then she said i she said he's not your dad he was your your donor, your donor. Yeah. Yep. So, See, but I, th- I think this is great. And I think when, it, when we discuss later, kind of the future of star Wars and the future of the Mandalorian, cause there is some qu- people are like, Oh, is this it? Is the Mandalorian over? I don't think it's over. Um, but I think what we're going to see in the future of Mandalorian is more, Mandalorian on Mandalorian politics, right? We're going to see like yeah. the prejudices and like the struggles for power. Uh, and I think that part of that is going to be this like sort of, identity war and culture war of what it means to be Mandalorian. And even the people who look on other, you know, uh, I guess tribes as zealots have their own junk they're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. uh, So it's going to be an interesting, interesting couple of seasons for sure. Yes. So I found that scene to be very interesting after, you know, she's saying one thing. Now she's saying something completely different because he's a clone 
of a Mandalorian, but whatever. And we did get uh, an awesome Mando on Mando fight scene. Yeah, that was really cool. And I loved uh, uh, Sasha Banks when she she uses her jetpack to help her climb the wall to, yep. to like spin his arm around, which is a really yeah, they cool. Have, they have really fine control over that, over those things that they can just help them get a little more air on a yeah. jump. So or was, a little, a little more acceleration for, for added impact. For, for added impact. Yeah. yeah. So it was really cool. And then they were both like flamethrowering each other trying to anyway. Yeah. Um, so it was really cool. Uh, so that was good. And then we get every, Oh, the, when they come back, they try to trick, uh, Moff Gideon into thinking that uh, Boba is attacking them. Uh, right. And and we have that awesome, awesome shot of the TIE fighter being launched from the front the front of that cruiser. Uh, and it's just yeah. so cool. They showed it from the TIE's perspective. Uh-huh. And you know, growing up, like, as a kid, I, like, the whole thing is, you know, X-Wings have the shields, and, and they can, they have a hyperdrive, and they're kind of bulkier, and they, they, but the TIE fighter is just unmatched in speed, you know, and you get that sense sitting in that cockpit as you're launched, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe how fast that launched. Yeah. Yeah, you and see the ship awesome. go right past you, and then it goes yeah. out. Very, very cool. It was a cool way to, uh to get into this ship and everything. Then they crash, they crashed them. I like how they crashed it in there. Right and the into it. Stormtroopers were like, Hey, get that thing out of here. And they, you know, blasting everybody away. Those four women were fighting through there. We talked about it a second ago, but I mean, just the, with uh, military precision and stuff. And if, if they don't make within the next two years, some sort of Mandalorian first person shooter video game, oh, yeah. then, then they're missing. Star out on Wars something. needs yeah. to just, just give yeah. up yeah. because they could just literally print money. I uh-huh. play video games often. First person shooters are, I'm a big fan of I, me and uh, my buddy, Bill, you know, Bill buddy of ours. Uh, we'll see if he actually listens to this episode ever. Hi Bill. Um, Hi Bill. But we talk all the time about the video games we play and we're like, man, if this were star Wars, I would only play this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. And like there is, there is so much potential uh, in a Mandalorian first person shooter, star Wars game, uh, like, especially like you see these four just kind of mowing down these people. You get like the idea of like, all right, there's Cara Dune. She's got this, this, she's almost like a tank. She's got the, 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 heavy, the heavy machine gun. You yeah, know, we've the... got our sniper in Fennec Shan. We've got our, our sort of utility hunter slash, you know, bounty hunters kind of yep. flying around. It's just cookie cutter made for video games. And yep. the fact that they haven't capitalized on it, EA, shame on you. In 2023, EA loses its exclusive access to uh, to Star Wars, and I'm hoping Disney wises up and spreads the love a little bit to some other studios. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the, that's my anyway, little soapbox diatribe. Off your soapbox <laughs> when they when they're walking through the the like, I guess gangplank area, whatever. Which I don't understand why that was inside of the ship where there's just a giant hole below it. I'm a little confused about that, but whatever. It's Star Wars, man. It is Star Wars, uh, <laughs> and the the two. Uh, Mandalorians, they they use their jet pass and they fly up, and then a whole bunch of guys come from behind them. They're like freeze, yep. and then you just see them shooting down and sideways, and they all they drop yep. all of them. So I saw a post uh, on Reddit today about uh, you know there's one stormtrooper there that they see, we see fall and kind of get sucked out into the vacuum of space. Yeah, you uh, see him go right through the, like the blue and, force field. There's yep. yeah, uh, and and the, it's like I wonder how hard they had to really hold themselves back from using a Wilhelm scream there. <laughs> they wanted like, to so bad. Like that is it in- cookie cutter Wilhelm scream moment yep. for star Wars. And that see that is. now that is a moment 
where a lesser uh, filmmaker slash director would have put a, a Wilhelm scream because yes. it would have been a wink to the audience. Like, hey, yep. guys, remember the Wilhelm scream? Here um, it is. And that is an example ah. of bad fan service. Yes, that would right? be bad fan I'm service. I'm so glad they didn't do that because they gave us so many helpings of good fan service. Yes, they did. Uh, so, oh, and then Mando comes out after and he's – being real secretive and, and you know, uh, stealthy. sneaky, stealthy. And as they get there, the dark troopers come out of their shells and start to yeah, they're, start they're to walk out. Yeah, they're all frozen and stuff. The yeah. tubes are getting disconnected from them. Apparently, there's a there's a long load time on them because reasons. Because reasons. <laughs> because because we need we need a reason. Because we 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 need we need, we need some to time for them. Mando to get there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they run real hot. So they have to be kept in frozen in in the yes. freezer, and it takes them two minutes to charge up. Okay, yep. all right, I like it. So then you know Mando gets there, and just as he's as he's getting there, the one tries to come out, uh, and he pulls open the doors, which then snap behind him. So only one escapes, and you can see how awesome these this armor is. They're blast proof. Our boy Kyle used his flamethrower. And nothing. They're fireproof. They're blastproof. How awesome was Mando's helmet? Oh when yeah, the thing and, just kept. And I saw a lot of posts about you know his role on Game of Thrones and okay. how you know did you were you a Game of Thrones? Did yeah, you watch oh Game yeah. Of, so you yeah, know on he, Game of Thrones, he, he got his brains popped out by a, yeah, someone squished. squeezing his head. So clearly yeah. he learned his lesson. He wear a helmet. <laughs> He's got this a time. helmet. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been the same story, right? Uh, and I love this scene for so many reasons. Uh, and the big reason I love it is here is that we've this is the end of the second season, 16 episodes, and they have spent a lot of time over these 16 episodes showing us just how incredibly powerful Mandalorians are. Yes. Right. They are one man wrecking crews. Their mm -hmm. their armor is their superpower. Yes. Right. 100%. So here, is, here yep. is this Mandalorian in full armor who went into this knowing this could be a fight and he gets his ass handed to him. Yep. He gets smashed. Um, Nothing and, he's and doing is working. Everything, nothing, nothing. And so, and so again, this is supposed to show you: here's this nearly unstoppable force, and he is totally outmatched. Yes. Wait till you see what we have in store for you. That's right. right. And so, I I think the entire point of that is just power scaling, uh, and it's and uh, you know without. It's stupid for us to, to not talk about it because we haven't gotten to that point in the episode yet, right? But we obviously we get our our special episode our special episode guest, right? And we're shown just how just the reason why the Mandalorians lost the Mandalorian Wars. Oh yes, right? oh yes. Um, and uh, but, but also anyway. like also what they designed those dark troopers for. They didn't design them. They designed them for what there's plenty of in the galaxy, which there's plenty of blasters. There's yes. plenty of flamethrowers out there. Yes. So we're going to make an armor that can deflect blaster fire and can can uh, is not fire or is, is fire resistant, whatever, because that's what you're going to see the most of. So Mando's doing everything he can just to stay alive. And then he finally pulls out that Besker spear that he had hanging out behind him and right through the throat pops his and head off. Oil pop all over oil the place. grease yeah. going all over the place. Yeah. So finally he kills the one and then. Off he goes to find his son, little Norman, and sure enough, our our girl power team gets to the bridge. And he's not there. He's not there. Moff Where's... Gideon is not there. 
Where, where is where's he? Where's Gus Fring? Can't where's find him. Gu- he's at Pollo find- Hermanos somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> he's getting some chicken. He's, he's right. making some chicken right now. That's Yo, right, Polo down. Tacos or what? <laughs> Polo's Chicken. What was Los it? Los Pollos Hermanos. Yeah. <laughs> chicken Brothers. Chicken Brothers. That's right. So he's... <laughs> he's hanging he's, out with a little, uh, little Groot. Little Norman. So, little then, uh, so then Kyle opens it up, and then there it is. The Darksaber's right over top of little baby Norman behind me here. And you can see Norman's, he's not feeling good. He's no, not he's feeling, feeling good at all. He's, he's feeling a little down. He's a little down. He's a little under the weather, weather. Even though he sees daddy's here for him, he still is just like, huh. This drink, um, I'm almost done with this drink, by the way. And, it, I mean, it's just a little sweeter than I like. Every, every okay. sip, I'm like, you know, this is pretty good. I wish it were just whiskey, but that's just <laughs> That's just you. You're, you're now, just a strictly That'll be glass whiskey. number two. There you go. Uh, so then... Giancarlo Esposito tells him, I got what I wanted from him already. I got the blood. I don't I got need the him blood. anymore. I don't Take need him. him anymore. So that's also setting that, up. Right. If you bought that, I got, well, I've got. i got a, a Star Destroyer to sell you. Exactly. Right? Now, he told them in Episode 7 when they were inside the building and he was going to release the Gatling gun on the building and just level He's everything. more precious to me than you could possibly imagine. Is right. That what he said? That's what he said. And he said... They said, well, he said, bring him out to me and I won't kill you. And they said, well, how do we, how can we trust you? And he said, you can't trust me. So why he told you in episode seven, you can't trust him. So why would you believe him now that he's like, go ahead. I don't need him anymore. I, I got what I need. covered in Beskar. It's easier to trust someone. Right. Because you know that it doesn't matter. Yeah. So of course, as soon as he bends over to pick up little baby Groot, bam, he hits him with the, with the dark, dark saber. saber. Out, man. Dark and saber out. how cool time. was this scene of just. Showing, once again, like you were saying, like showing how awesome their armor is. That their armor is designed, their armor is designed to battle against lightsabers. A lightsaber, yep, absolutely. And any any strike that Moff... And, you know, we see all these, like, separations in the armor. I'm sure there's ways that you can get Mm -hmm. around it, but he's having a darn hard time doing it. He's he's using his gauntlets. He's, you know, he's using his helmet, his back, back, you know, so... Um, and then the way he handled that spear was so cool. He didn't. I kind of figured he would hold it like a bow staff, but he was right. almost using it like a sword. Like he, yeah. he had a very interesting grip on it. And I loved the way the Beskar interacted with the lightsaber and like kind of yeah when started it held to glow for a while. Yeah, it glowed. It was excellent. Yeah, very cool. So it's definitely uh, great, uh, great directing and great, uh, you know, action sequence there. And you knew like. You knew Moff Gideon knew that he was he was outmanned by Mando, so that's why he told him take the kid because he knew that he 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 knew the only way he could beat him is if he got like a cheap shot in on him. So he's like, mm-hmm. if I can't hit him in the back while he's bending over, although he did put only... up a good fight. I mean, it he wasn't, did put it up was, a good it, fight. It was, in, but when it ended quick, I mean, I actually, this is one of those episodes because I've got a really crummy TV downstairs that hangs all the time. So like, I try not to pause it too much. If it starts to play, it goes. So I didn't look at how long the episode was, but it seemed like we had gotten through a not like it wasn't ready for the episode to be over and Moff Gideon was defeated. And I was like, all right, right well this, this can't be the end. Right. I mean, yeah. obviously this isn't over. Um, and it was cool to see Moff Gideon again. They they couldn't have picked a better actor for it because Juan Carlos Esposito is a great actor, yep. and he's awesome at playing these kind of unhinged, kind of on the edge sort of characters that have a little bit of madness to them. Um, yep. And it's so cool to see him defeated and to see he's still got this calculation in his head of mm-hmm. "You left me alive. This will be interesting. This will be very interesting." Yeah. So and it was, and it was, and and so I we talked about it last week's episode that. Uh, 
Giancarlo Esposito said something about a season three. So I was going into this knowing that they weren't going to kill him because they needed they need a good bad guy. So you need to have you need to keep the bad guy, you know. So yeah. uh, so I was like, okay, well he's not going to die. Um, and then there was a reason he didn't kill him. And at first I thought he didn't kill him just to keep him alive, so that uh, so that we had a bad guy to go on. But uh. Wait a minute. We saw that the best car. Oh, uh, Rob's got to collect his notes here. Yeah, I do. I okay. <laughs> so, uh, oh, my son pointed out how Kyle has no problem killing out a hundred stu- stormtroopers easily, but Kenner will not kill him off Gideon. Um, where well, they don't. Oh. Have, they don't look as okay. Clean. No, they don't. They're uh, basically so red shirts. Bo Katan told Moff Gideon to surrender to her when she was talking to him earlier. And when he falls to Mando instead, that puts a monkey wrench in the whole plan for her. Because as we find out later, uh, she wants the dark saber back. Dark saber, right? Dark saber. Yep. Just like the drink. So by Mando beating him and taking the dark saber from him, you knew Moff Gideon knew that he was like, Oh, this is going to be fun because you just, messed up you know like and and that is what's awesome about that too is just a storytelling thing is like you know conflict with bad guys is inevitable and predictable and fine but conflict with allies makes things more interesting and more nuanced and more dangerous uh so the fact that we have this ally and again sabine or uh bo-katan is not a character that's like rosy cheek good gal no right she does what she needs to do yep for Mandalore and for what she thinks is the best for Mandalore. And so, I mean, will, will she turn on, on Kyle as we have come to know him on our, on our podcast? Uh, maybe not maybe. definitely, but not definitely not. Yeah. Right. So, so it'll be interesting to see how that turns out. So then he, he defeats him. He brings him to the, to the, uh, to the bridge, the bridge. Thank you. And, uh, Bo-Katan says, what did you do? And then Cara Dune was like, he brought him in alive. She's thinking like, oh, why didn't you just kill him? And Cara Dune was like, oh, no, he did the right thing. We're going to turn him over to the rebels and, you know, they're going to get a lot of money. You'll get you'll get arrested, blah, blah, blah. But what Bo-Katan meant was when then Moff Gideon explains, which this is another thing that I thought was different in Rebels. And then I did go back and watch it today to find Mm -hmm. this scene. It was it was much different. So. In Rebels, Sabine Wren defeated um, the leader of Death Watch at the time, and then she gave Bo-Katan the Darksaber because Bo-Katan was the one that was able to reunite the the five clans that were on Mandalore at that point in time. But now, Moff Gideon tells her, you can't just give it to her. She has to win it in battle. Yeah, and I've seen a, a lot of talk about that today on on the internet, and uh, I think kind of the general consensus is, you know, Rebels is Dave Filoni. This mm-hmm. is Dave Filoni. He, he has to realize that he already made this distinction. Right. So something must have happened, right? Cle- mm-hmm. Like, yeah, Bo-Katan was given the Darksaber, but clearly it was taken away from her. Yeah. So she might be of the opinion that she never really earned it, and that's why it was taken from her, because 
It was given to her. It was given to and her. And it has to be, uh, by yeah. Mandalorian right, it has to be taken it in battle. It has to be so taken in battle, It yeah. sets up a lot of interesting conflicts for the future. And uh, somehow, you know, this unknown, random, until now, completely masked Mandalorian has suddenly thrust his name into the ruler of Mandalore category. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to right. see what happens So, there. So here's, here's, here's what I do. Ready? I'm, I'm Kyle. Bo-Katan, let's fight. One hit, two hit. Oh, don't kill me. You can have the dark saber. Somehow, I don't think Bo-Katan would dig that very much. You don't much. think so? You don't think don't she would think take so. a, a sympathy uh, loot loss or sympathy victory so. I, there? No? I, okay. I don't think her pride could handle that, right? But I don't think so either. So, yeah. None of it matters, though, because because as the, the conflict was coming to a head, our boys, the dark troopers, returned. Yes. And said, I know you're having a Mandalorian conflict right now, and we're talking about intergalactic politics, uh, but did you forget that you, you just let a bunch of droids that are trained to fly and kill just get sucked out just outside over here? Yeah, and, and I liked how they got sucked out, and once again, there was no explosion, so you knew they were coming back. Yep. So it's like, okay, they got sucked out the window, but they're robots. They're not yep. humans that can't breathe in, that, in oxygen, and they fly now. Um, so... They're just going to come back. Like, they're just like that. That's what they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, so it was pretty funny. And I also liked watching Moff Gideon when he's sitting on the ground in the brig. Or in the, in the uh, yeah, not brig. The bridge. In the bridge. Thank you. And he sees that there's a uh, a rifle on the ground from one of the stormtroopers who were killed. And he's like, he just, just gonna hide nonchalantly this. covers yeah. it up with his cape. I'm just going to hide this here because I'm going to get out of here. You didn't see anything. There's nothing here. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh so then uh then the sensors go off again as oh as the uh the dark troopers are just pounding away on the door very robotic uh very uh while the armor was strong their brains weren't very very big so no. i guess they only knew one thing which was that they had to just kill and that's all they needed to worry Droid about smash Droid- <laughs> Um, But this is the moment in this show where I could not stop grinning from ear to ear for the entire rest of the show. Yes. Um, Before that, the music, the music was amazing. Mm -hmm. Every time they did the, every time they did the, uh, the troopers, it was like techno music. Like it was so much different than the rest of it. But yes. And then getting into that, as they're walking in, they're playing that techno music again. And then this is the part that, I agree. I was with you 100%. As soon as this happened, I'm knew. like smiling. And and th- again, the wink at the fans of like, uh, incoming craft, a single X-Wing, and it's like, yeah. Yeah, a single a X-Wing. Single X-wing. Uh, I and I like, tell you, yes. I, you know, I, I did this, after, you know, I watched this show this morning, first thing in the morning, but I like, I got ready for my day of work beforehand, so I got dressed and everything, and I had no idea putting on... This shirt right here. Oh, how important it would be. Oh, yeah. If you can't see, you got to check us out on YouTube here. But, yeah, you know, and you mentioned the music. As soon as we hear about this X-Wing coming in, the music basically stops. Yep. Anytime we get this shot, we get we get just silence. And then we get what we have needed for 40 years on screen, which is Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. But even even action. even better than that, it's like... You see the black robe. With yeah, the, the, black the reveal hood. was amazing. It was like for, the reveal. Yeah, they 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 gave you inch by inch it's, because it's, it, it could have been Ahsoka. Oh, it, it could have been, been from it was the like, background. Right, it's an X wing. It's okay. an X wing. 
Could be anyone. All right, could they're in a black robe. That's totally Luke. Luke is, wears a black robe, but anyone right. can wear a black but a, robe. But, a, but Ahsoka has one. Ahsoka, we saw Ahsoka Oh, he's got earlier. a green lightsaber. And then oh, the green is. lightsaber. I was like, oh. But, but even then, it's like, but anyone lightsaber. can have a green lightsaber, right? And then they showed the one glove. The one glove and his belt buckle. Like, yep. his his belt buckle was the same one from yep. Rebels also, or from uh, Return of the Jedi. Yep. And I was like, oh, my God. If this is not Luke at this point, I'm going to be so angry. And, like, and, if you're going to give us all these clues and it's somebody else, then then, then I'm done. done. I'm out. That's I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't tease me that way. But it, it pulls it, it out, all, and then... It all then, came to a head. And again, this is how you do fan service. Oh, this, this is something so that has... Good. 30 or 40 years in the making. This is the main character that everyone started watching Star Wars for. Yes. We need to see Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. And here he is in the flesh. And this was oh, the man. Luke, even like the episodes 7, 8, and 9 of the movies. We saw, I don't know what you want to call him. Old Man Luke. Old Man Luke. We'll just call him that. Old grumpy old man Luke. Yeah. Like that's not the Luke that we want to see. We want to see kick buttimus luke skywalker yeah and he went through 30 of those dark troopers just walking he yep. wasn't again, running it was all about that power scaling we talked about right? uh, like the bounty hunters are unstoppable machines yeah you ain't seen nothing until you've seen a jedi until you see and a jedi nothing until you've seen jedi master luke skywalker uh-huh. right because we saw and- ahsoka and i think if we watch the ahsoka if you watch the ahsoka uh episode carefully i don't think ahsoka really needed uh din to complete what she needed to i think it was helpful oh but yeah the jedi power scaling is it's just yeah. so but like these again uh moff gideon even said like one of these guys gave you a run for your money here's a garrison yep. and here is luke here's... skywalker cutting through a garrison with no yep. issues no, no issues. he wasn't breaking a sweat uh and apparently these things are not made of beskar I no. thought that the I thought that the dark troop I thought that was a whole thing they were gathering the best guard to make the but I mean he was slicing through them with he that lightsaber he sliced through them like butter like yep. butter yep. Uh, and it's funny because at the end of last week's episode our our episode last week I was under the impression that this was going to be a magnificent seven like right. uh, he was going to have seven people going in and I said do you think Ahsoka's Ahsoka's going to come back and you said no because. The scale would be off. Having a Jedi with them would be way too powerful. There have to be like a Sith Lord or or some bad Jedi there to balance out Ahsoka. <laughs> or a but thousand instead, j- droids. <laughs> yeah. So so instead, what happened was that we're they're being attacked by forty of these droids that are just so overly powerful, and then they bring in one Jedi to to take all forty of them out, and, and it was amazing. And it gave us the second most valuable rule that we need to follow in star Wars, right? The first most valuable rule is don't es- underestimate the high ground, right? right? That's, That's no right. rule. Number one, rule, rule number, number one. two is don't mess with a Skywalker in a hallway That's right? Right. <laughs> because we get, we get Anakin's well, Darth Vader's classic hallway scene in rogue one, which opened us up to just how powerful the Skywalker family yes. is. And we yes. finally got to see, oh, this is the Darth Vader we, we signed on for. Yes. And we get the same thing with Luke. We get that last shot of him going up the elevator. And then just here's Jedi Master Luke Skywalker destroying, pulling destroying. people into him, cutting him in half, using yep. the force to crush one of those droids. Just like he was trying to shoot and trying to shoot. Oh, just- when he... <laughs> and so apparently, like... And and I like that they did that the the force uh, choke 
because we saw Baby Yoda using the Force Choke earlier, and other than him, we've seen it a lot with Sith Lords who are using the Force Choke. You see it on Jedis, but only on droids. They do it on droids more than they do. So the fact that he crushed that last one was totally awesome. I was like, yes, you just see his although, whole Although Luke did choke those Gamorrean guards at Jabba's palace, right? He did do that. Yeah, well, they did, they deserved but it. But I think I think at the point at that point though, there's there's arguments to be made that Luke was probably kind of struggling with the dark side. You know, he yeah. He, there is that whole whole uh, imagery thing in uh, the Return of the Jedi where he's wearing those black robes that he's known to wear. Yeah. Uh, to symbolize kind of his struggle with with mm-hmm. the dark side, because you know we don't usually see Jedi wearing dark, and at the end when he finally rejects the dark side, he gets that flap on his, oh, on his shirt yeah. that flips back that shows he's turned to the light. Interestingly enough, he's all black again. Yes, so take that for what it is. But take that he's got for his what black clothes back on. Anyway, uh, he cuts through him like butter. Um, he he's waiting up there. Kyle's like, let that man in. He's here to help. He comes in. He's like, hey guys. Hey, hey, how you doing? How you doing? I'm Luke. Guy? I'm Luke. What's up? You might have oh, heard of me. You might have heard of me, Luke Skywalker. And by the way, I think that um, Moff Gideon has heard of him. Uh, I definitely right? do. Yeah, because we get that shot of him. Like, first of all, when he's when he's like kind of seeing what's going on on the screens, he looks terrified. Yes, and he's, he's Gideon like, oh, knows no. about the Jedi. Clearly, yep. he he understands mm-hmm. the history of the Jedi. He knows what a lightsaber is. So when he sees this guy tearing through his dark troopers, he's like, I think by now, however many years after the fall of the Death Star, Luke Skywalker has a rep. He's got a reputation. And, and especially Moff Gideon was was a moth. And, so, and he was in the ISB. ISB is the Imperial uh, it's Security, basi- whatever. Yeah, it's but, yeah, basically like, like the, the NSA or the, you yeah. know, like the Secret Service, whatever the spy guys yeah. are. He had information. Mm-hmm. And like he said in today's uh, episode, uh, Pretty much assume that I know everything, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm guessing he had heard the name Luke Skywalker before. Oh, yeah. And rather than face that, he tried to just end it all. Yeah. Right. He, he grabbed was like, that that gun. He's just he like, no. finally, he went. And then they, I love they just knocked him out. Gina yep. Cor- Carana and Tech Caraduna was just like, pow, yep. just knocked him out. So absolutely. Uh, so yeah. So then we see the heart wrenching moment where little baby Norman wants to go with Luke to learn. But he looks up at Mando and he says, you know, and Mando says, oh, he doesn't want to go. And Luke says, no, he wants your permission. permission. Yep. Yeah. So he's like. And I do. I do love that. Again, there wasn't anything that said that. But Luke being a Jedi master, there's this intuitive knowledge that they have with each other. Um, Yeah. And then, you know, they basically say their goodbye. And I think this was a this was a moment that we've been waiting for. And it's a redefining uh, for for Din as a character. Yes. Um, but, you know, we have two seasons of him never taking this mask off and him struggling with who he is as a person and how it works, I think, as far as being a Mandalorian. And, uh, you know, you know, we have our moments of have to take it off because I need to have to take this off because of survival, have to take this off to save save my son. This was not a I have to take this off moment. No, he's in front of eight other this people. Was- you know, he. This was a Luke taking off Darth Vader's mask at the end of. Let me look on you with my own yep, eyes, right? Yep. Um, and it, it signified a couple things. Number one, it was a father son thing. But number two, we've talked on our podcast before about Kyle figuring out what it means to be Mandalorian. And mm-hmm. I think his views have been changed yep. uh, by his experience with the child. Um, and, you know, Rob, you're, you're a dad. Uh-huh. Being a dad change you? Oh, yes, 100%. There you go. 100%. I wouldn't know. 
I'm, yeah. the, I'm the same jerk I've always been. But Rob here, <laughs> he's older yeah. and wiser, so he knows. Older and wiser with two wonderful children, which, by the way, my son pointed out uh, every season – Din Jaren's allowed to take his helmet off as many times as the as season, the season. Is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so next season we'll get three times. We'll get three <laughs> times next season. That's I right. So, so yeah, so he voluntarily takes his helmet off. And, and by the way, this was also all over the internet. Um, the first time he took his helmet off when he was in the Imperial uh, uniform, right. he had a very handsome mustache going on there. Uh, this time when he takes his helmet off, it was a little stubbly, but it definitely wasn't the, the eighties porn mustache that it was in the last episode. So people were like, you know, uh, was the mustache because he was in another, another film or something like that or whatever. So I just found it very interesting yeah, that they, you know, continuity wise, I need more continuity on my yeah, mustache style. That's right. On my for mustache my, style. For my fully helmeted characters. Oh, speaking of continuity, there was one thing in this scene that I, I found a little off. Go on. He puts baby Yoda down on the ground. And then when Moff Gideon pulls out the gun and starts shooting people, he shoots Bo-Katan. She has her best car on, so it doesn't bother her. Then he turns to shoot the, the child Kyle dives across the floor and he's laying on the ground to protect him. The very next scene, when you see the uh, Jedi, whoever it is, coming onto the TV screens, he, Norman, uh, is that who it was? Norman just turns around and puts his hand up to the TV screen. The TV screen wasn't on the ground. The TV screen was <laughs> up at the station. So somehow he went from sitting on the ground the very next scene, he was up at the workstation. Rob, it was the Force. It was the Force. Come on, <laughs> he, man. He lifted himself Anything up. Anything you can't explain in Star Wars is the Force. Is the That's Force. It. So there we go. So that was me trying to pick on some continuity issues there. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, so I, I mean, like, at the end of it, I guess Grogu just goes, right? He has a Grogu goes. heartfelt yeah. moment. Grogu uh, goes then, with Luke off to get killed by Ben Solo eventually. Uh, that's, right? I mean... Part well, <laughs> presumably, or else to join the Knights of Ren. Or, yeah, so although so, yeah, before so, Doug jumps on me, I know he can't. I think the Knights of Ren are a pre-established order that is not among the new Jedi, right? I know that, Doug. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah, so uh, so he been a lot he of does, scuttlebutt on on little Grogu's future fate, but I think that's left to decide and, for later. And also part of that scuttlebutt, uh, Ben kills everybody 15 years from this point in Star Wars. 15 so, or 20, yeah. It's, it's 15, quite a between, bit of time, yeah. right? So, so even if... has got some growing to do. He's got some training to do. He's got... Yes. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. So, yeah. So then, uh, you know, Luke gets into the uh, elevator, and in typical elevator fashion, you push the button, and it takes a while for the door to close. Just enough time for Mando... To give him a little smile and a little wink and a little nod of his head. Like, bye, I love you, little man. Have fun, and we'll see each other again. And then the credits roll. And then this episode's over, right, Rob? And the episode Rob is all went, over. Rob goes to and bed. And then I go back dead. to sleep. What a great season that was. Oh, I wonder what's it was next. awesome. That was, that was so amazing. I was so happy. I went to sleep. I was so happy. I felt so fulfilled. Yeah, I mean, I like I've like I said earlier, I definitely like the credits are long, and I normally don't. I mean, it's the it's really usually it's that awesome artwork, which is great and all, but I'll I'll usually kind of like just sit and bask in what I just watched. And yep. I'm sitting there in the morning. I'm like, wow, that was amazing. I can't believe I saw Luke. I can't. And then I just start to hear more stuff. I'm like, 
There's more. So Trey is, did is the same thing. Trey, Trey goes, he looks at the time and he saw that there was still seven minutes left. <clears throat> and he was like, I know there's a lot of credits, but there's not seven minutes worth of credits. So he started hitting the, the forward 15 seconds, forward 15 seconds. And then you see it. You see the two sons of the Tatooine, sons, and they and they and then you just pan over to the castle that that to Jabba's, Jabba's palace. palace, and it doesn't look like it's in great shape. It looks like no. it's fallen to some disrepair on the outside. Yeah, on the outside, it needs <coughs> needs a new coat of paint, maybe a little spackling done on the outside. Yeah. And, and somehow, then, after all this craziness, Bib Fortuna managed to reclaim Jabba's throne and has been just sitting and getting fatter for the past oh my five gosh. or seven years. He's been doing nothing but eating for seven his, years. His fingernails have been growing. Yep. And... Oh, he looked he looked like he he saw that Jabba did such a great job and weighed, you know, four thousand pounds, so he was going to try and catch up to Jabba. And he's gonna be pretty old at this point too, because Bib Fortuna was at the Boonta Eve classic that we see in episode one. Yeah, uh, and that had to have been fifty some odd years ago, at least, right? Right, and so, he was he was he wasn't a kid at that point in time. No, he so, was he was still the you know kind of Jabba's right hand man. So yeah, interesting so he's got to be he's got to be like seventy or eighty at this point at in least. time, at least. Um, so yeah, so even his uh, Likus were fatter because yeah. he was just so big and fat and whatever. So yeah, so then he had a see... he still had a Twi'lek slave business was running as yep. usual, uh, <laughs> and then all of a sudden blasters, blasters, dead guys. Uh, what are the green guys called? The guards, Gamorians, the Gamorian guards, are and they all rolling all down the, the Gamorians look like they need a sandwich. I feel like every Gamorian I've seen in in Mandalorian so far looks way undernourished compared to the Gamorians. Compared to old. the old ones, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I don't know what's definitely. going on there, but I guess maybe they're all on low carb diets since the Empire fell. So we start season two with Gamorreans fighting in a ring, and we end season two with Gamorreans falling down the steps. So yes, Dave Filoni, or uh, no, it wasn't Dave Filoni. It was uh, uh, John Favreau when he tweeted out a picture of the of the Gorgorian Gamorreans way before season two started, saying that you know. Season two's coming, and it was just a Gamorrean. Now we just know why. Just get ready for all these dead guys. Get ready, because <laughs> it starts the season, and it ends the season. And we get we get a shot of Boba. Boba decides he wants to revisit. I don't know mm-hmm. why he would ra- want to go back to Tatooine with the, the I don't sort know, of a sand time planet, he's just, had there. Yeah. Um, but he goes back, and Bib is like, Boba, I missed you, buddy. And Boba's like, I thought you it. were dead. None of it. None of it. He's like, Boba nope, says, I don't want to have a conversation with you. I, I know no you're, a, you're you. like, this is a really cool kind of like, oh, we brought a new, we brought an old character back. Wouldn't it be great if we got a little boom? Dead. Nope. You're gone. Gone. And pushes him off. We Just get this moves sort him of out of the way. Tribalistic music that starts to play. Fennec grabs a bottle of Spotchka or whatever that blue, yep, blue Spotchka is. Yeah. Uh, and just starts drinking. Uh, and Boba sits on the throne and we get a shot of the book. Of Boba Fett. The Book of Boba uh, Fett. Which I guess is a new series coming uh, so... Christmas 2021 from what some are saying. Right? There is some confusion. Right? There's some, some people a lot are of confusion about the future of this show. Yes. Uh, some people are, are, are thinking, well, I guess maybe this show is over and they're starting something new. I tend to disagree. So uh, I don't know what your also, thoughts are, but we'll see. Uh, they... How do you say Tika Waititi? Tito? Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Yeah. So they said that he is producing an unnamed 
show at the, mm-hmm. at that point in time when when they announced all the all the shows, which somebody pointed out that we forgot to mention that last week when we did all the new shows that were coming right. out was the unnamed Tico Waikiki Waitiki, however you say it. It's, You're close. It's a, it's a tongue twister <laughs> for me. Enough. Uh, show. So I'm wondering if that's going to be the book of Boba, but it I, also comes out at exactly the same time as they as said that season Mandalorian three. season three is coming out. I, I, and I, yeah, it does. Some people are kind of panicking about this. I don't think that they're going to be the same thing. I think the book of Boba Fett's going to be its own thing. Um, they built Boba up so much, uh, and they made him such a cool character. This is this is their launch point. You know, this is like their Marvel intro into the next phase. Um, and I think it's just part of their rollout because they set up so much interesting conflict for a season three that has nothing to do with Boba. Right. Uh, and the great thing they yeah, did Boba. with Boba Fett is that they they enhanced his character. They revitalized yes. his character. They gave they him, they gave him, him that real. one great episode. Yeah. Right. They, they, gave they, him... they kept him true to his own character because Boba mm-hmm. has always been a complicated character. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's always been this this sort of sense of honor he's not been the most honorable character but he has had some sense of honor in clone wars and going on uh and so we have this sort of setup of him doing the right thing and him following a code and him following through on what he set to do and now that he's done yeah he's he's just a man trying to make his way in the galaxy yeah he's not interested in joining your cause he's nope. going to make his way and yep. right now that way is in Jabba's palace that's right uh, and I, and so i think that we're going to see in mandalorian Season three, I think we're going to see an expansion of Mandalorian politics. We're going to see Kyle and uh, Bo-Katan, you know, get more into stuff. We might see Sabine jump into the mix somehow. Uh, But I think uh, the book of Boba Fett is going to have a darker sort of uh, twinge about it. I think Boba's going to be, uh, you know, more into the the crime sort of aspect of things. I mean, he didn't go to an outer rim territory to an ex uh, crime lord's palace just to to bring law and order. He's going to be the new crime lord. He's going to be the the new um, like uh, uh, like. uh, Oh, my gosh, I can't even think of the word I'm looking for. Crime. What's another crime lord? Uh, The Don. Whatever. The Don, yeah, 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 like, yeah, like Mafia. Well, that's it. Well, it, like, it reminds me of Maul, honestly, because you know Maul was like this. He was this one thing. He was known as this one thing. Uh, and what is he if he's not that one thing? And he kind of carved his way into being whatever he was mm-hmm. through the Crimson Dawn and this crime world. And it's almost like Boba's doing the same thing. He spent, you know, at this point, something like fifty years uh, being one thing and like kind of going from one place to another. And I think this is his time to be like, all right. It's time for whole, me to carve a, a, a slice of the universe out for me. Yeah, the whole time that he was missing from Return of the Jedi until now, uh, he was on Tatooine the whole time. So he's been presumably lurking, lurking in the shadows. No, not necessarily. We don't know that for sure no. because he had Slave One, right? Yeah, so he, true. He could have gone elsewhere. He could have gone anywhere he wanted to. Yeah. Okay. All right. Never mind. I was gonna say. I was gonna say that he was just like hanging out there. Like just figuring out everything that's been going on, what Bib Fortune has been trying but to do. But he probably and... was too, because we see that you know he was kind of living the nomadic sand person life. He had a, yeah. a gaffy stick that he had used, and he he had this sort of uh, nomadic existence. So uh, I think he definitely, if he didn't spend the entire time on Tatooine, he spent some time surviving in the Tatooine wastes. He had encounters with the Tusken Raiders, and I don't yeah. know. It's very interesting to see where that leads, and I think exploring Boba's character more is just going to be awesome. Yeah, so the fact that it's 
it's scheduled to come out the same time as Mandalorian season three is why everybody's thinking that the next season's going to be all. And also uh, Dave Filoni did this with Avatar when he did the Avatar cartoons. Um, there was one season was all about the waterbender. Then the next season was all about the airbender. Then the next season was all about this. The other bender. I don't remember Fire. the four firebender. Yeah. So each season was about somebody different and they, he called them chapters back then also, just like they're calling them chapters now. Right. So that's why a lot of people are speculating that maybe season three will be all about Boba Fett. And then season four, we could go back to, you know, Mandalorian, Bo-Katan stuff. But I think, like you said, I think there's too much Bo-Katan, Boba, or uh, Kyle controversy and too much stuff about Mandalore as a whole mm-hmm. that we could really delve into. And I think that hopefully this is a whole separate show, the book of uh, book of Boba Fett, because yep. if that is, it's going to be totally awesome. And we're going to have to do two podcasts a week, one That's breaking right. down, <laughs> breaking down Boba Fett and one breaking down the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. uh, and somehow and somehow here, Rob, we've made it not only to the end of another season, but the end of the second season. How did this happen? Yeah. This is How awesome. How did this happen? Wow. This is amazing. Yeah, I love so, it. I... So coming out of out of sort of the episodic discussion here, because uh, that is pretty much the end and we're left on a cliffhanger here, uh, I had a lot of big points I want to discuss, and we've already discussed most of them, right? Okay. Uh, there's two things I did want to discuss. Uh, one of the things is just Luke's approach uh, was different than Jedi in the past have been, right? Okay. Uh, you know, we have Luke... Uh, who brings Grogu and he's talking to him about how how much, you know, he's asking for permission and he's watching them have this heartfelt goodbye. If Yoda or Mace Windu had seen a youngling have uh. that connection to their parents, they would say there's too much attachment, there's too much fear, uh, we can't train him. Right, right. so well, it's really that's interesting. That, that's, that's what Ahsoka saw too. Right. Ahsoka so it's saw that and to she see said... the different mm-hmm. approach that this new Jedi yeah. uh, order is taking where I, I, again, I feel like if, if, if someone in the old stodgy sort of uh, dogmatic Jedi order had, had seen this connection between these two, they would have said, there's already too much of a connection. There's already too, it, it's better to just let his powers die. Well, even, I mean, think about how Luke, that's the way Luke came into the Jedi also yeah. was that way with this, connections and emotions and he was attached to his father who was darth vader and to uh, ben and and to ben and all that stuff so uh but ahsoka was old school old school anakin who was you know uh qui-gon jinn was like you can't have attachments and anakin that was his big controversy was he loved uh padme he wanted her he wanted to be able to to love her and to be with her, but the Jedi wouldn't allow it. And even even though his ideas, he was all messed up in the head, but even when he said, you know, I wish everybody thought my way, and she, and she said something like, well, what would you do? Because I would make them. Yeah. You know, like, he was very emotional that way, which you weren't allowed to do. And then Ahsoka was trained by, by Anakin and all that stuff. So... Uh, it definitely was very interesting, the new, from Luke on, how the emotions are are not as yeah, important as they were originally but, one. 
but Jedi have such cognitive dissonance when it comes to this stuff. I mean, I mean, I mean, like they they prattle on about emotions are bad and don't have connections, but. I mean, we, we, we see all these high, like Jedi masters, Obi-Wan calling, Obi-Wan has friends. He says, you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. Yeah. Uh, You know, we have Yoda who, who, who very clearly has connections with like these Jedi have connections. Yeah. So again, they're very vague about exactly what, Uh you know, what, what connections are good and bad, you know? Mm -hmm. So again, I think that's partially why these old sort of Jedi ways went the way of old, right? Like they didn't work as much. And I think this. It's kind of something we're seeing with the newer Jedi is that there's less light and dark and more gray area, uh, which yeah. is something we've talked about a lot. And even past. even when we talk about the new Jedi, we talk about we can talk about Ben and how emotional he was. You know, every time things didn't go his way, he you know he pulled his lightsaber out and destroyed entire rooms. Like he threw yep. he threw temper tantrums, so he was full of emotions also. So yeah, so it, it is interesting how. Uh, Luke did allow that to happen, and then yep. he still took him where Ahsoka said, no, I'm not taking you because you have too much attachments. Yep. And now the last thing I wanted to mention, um, I think that if, if if the Mandalorian has done anything, it has shown that Star Wars is better as TV. And I know, okay. that, I know that that's a controversial thing to say maybe. Uh, especially for theater buffs. And I know there's a lot of controversy out there right now with like the Time Warner decision to release everything to HBO Max and stuff. But here's my reasoning why I think that Star Wars is better for TV. Uh, the Star Wars movies, we've had three, six, nine, like 11. Like right. 11 movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone a couple years apart. So we have a movie and we spend that entire movie, you know, it's like we spend two or three years waiting for two hours of content. Right. And we're sitting there in anticipation the whole time and we're excited. And then the movie's there and all two hours we're like, oh, this is awesome. I finally got Star Wars and then we got to wait another two or three years. Right. And so yes. that's great and all. But like, you know, movies are are arcs. Right. We have to start off with this. You know, it's a storytelling process, building all this momentum up to a climax and then a falling action. Right. And so we're waiting two years, three years sometimes. Sometimes it's been 20 or 25 years um, (laughs) to watch a two hour movie. And during that two hour movie, we're waiting like an hour and a half to get to the really good part. Right. Right. Like that really amazing scene, like the, the, you know, in the, the last Jedi, it's the, you know, the fight with the, the Imperial guard uh, and in the rise of Skywalker, it's, you know, that final confrontation with, with Palpatine. These are those moments. Like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. Um, And we wait for years for five minutes of that. Right. Um, And I think it's why Star Wars fans are so salty, is that we wait for years for these tiny microbursts of serotonin. Um, Meanwhile... And and not only do you wait, but while you're waiting, you're building up this idea in your Mm -hmm. head of what's going to happen. Oh, I can't wait for the next episode. This is going to happen, and that's going to happen, and blah, 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 blah. And then because you're not the writer... The writers have their ideas also, and then when you see that it's not what you had in mind, then you're salty, you're angry, you're yep. disappointed. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I it's. Can... I don't know. I I love Star Wars movies, and I love every Star Wars movie. Don't get me. I will watch every Star Wars movie, even the ones I like less than others. <laughs> um, but when we have eleven Star Wars movies, and we have sixteen episodes of The Mandalorian, uh huh. So there are more episodes of The Mandalorian than there are Star Wars movies in two years. And each one of those episodes has that same 
story arc, the building, the rising action, the climax, the falling. So we, we get more of those moments, more of those Star Wars moments, uh, better storytelling, more deep storytelling. But we also get like, you know, seeing Luke Skywalker in action and we get, you know, that's the big payoff. But every episode so far, episode two, maybe kind of accepted. we have the frog lady yeah we, i mean have, that was the we big have one these, yeah. yeah right obviously <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's... but these these payoffs are are more often uh and they're more meaningful so i th- i don't know i think the fact that we're going to start to see star wars branch off we're going to see more stories being told it's going to bring more fans into the fold i think that and i was talking to my buddy dan earlier today hey dan if you're out there and he was hey, saying dan. uh that he thinks that the best Star Wars of our lives is still yet to come. And okay. I think that's awesome is we've seen so much Star Wars and just seeing it the direction Star Wars has taken in the last year, I'm fully confident that as good as Star Wars has been, it's going to get better. Um, and I, I think the best Star Wars well, we have seen has come out recently. Yeah. I mean, I even think comparing Star Wars to Star Trek. Star Trek started out as a TV series they had some movies thrown in there. Then they had a whole other series. The uh, I don't remember what the other ones were, but they next had like, generation, deep next space generation, nine, yeah. enterprise. Yeah, oh, so I know. so they had <laughs> they had they had like four or five different all Voyager. new story arcs. Voyager, yeah. Uh, deep space nine was the was the space station, right? Yeah, yeah. So oh, they, I love that one. It was great. It was like a soap opera. Yeah, so they, they had all these different TV series. That do exactly what you're saying. Keep you involved. Keep you entertained. Keep you going. And then while all that's going on, you have another Captain Kirk movie throw out there. Another then Captain Picard movie thrown out there. Another Captain Picard yeah. movie thrown out there. Then you, you have bring a Captain new... Captain Kirk and Captain Picard together. Right. <laughs> then you have a new Captain Kirk, a new younger yep. uh, version of Captain Kirk. So while I don't think Star Wars should only live on television... I like I love going to the movies. Me yeah, personally, no, not I only, love I, going to I, the but movies. But I think that the the main vehicle for Star Wars entertainment should be on streaming yeah. services, and yeah. we should have our big feature items be the movies. Right. So, but yeah, but I totally agree because I think, I think, everything you're saying, I agree with a hundred percent. Like, just having this weekly. You're welcome. Having this weekly, like Star Wars, you know. Uh, just a little bit of Star Wars every the week. Fix. Where you, you get your the fix. fix. Yeah, you get your fix in, you know, like especially in these times, in these COVID times where we're, nobody's going out of their house again. Everybody's coming back to lockdown and you can't do this. You can't do that. I mean, we're teaching from home. Finally, like you need that Friday. You wake up that Friday and it's like I can get through this day because I have this Star Wars movie, this TV show that I watch at six o'clock in the morning. I watch some of it on my lunch break. I watch it after school on Friday. Well, well, don't worry, Rob. You only have 52 more weeks until you get to watch a new one. Perfect. I can't wait. (laughs) Oh, boy. Man, what a week for Star Wars. What a week. What a great, great episode. What a great conclusion to the season. Yeah, season two. Now, uh, we'll talk more. You know, in the coming weeks, we're definitely going to have some some ranking to do, some some Mm -hmm. look back at some of our... Uh, predictions to see if they came true or not. But um, uh, I, I think season two uh, took what season one did. It grabbed the baton and it ran with it. Um, and uh, it uh, again, uh, I think uh, they've used the Mandalorian to set the stage for the future yeah. of Star Wars. And I love uh, it. 
I was even just uh, like after watching the episode today, we talked I talked about it last week about how when before one episode came out, I said I don't want to see Boba Fett. They used him even less in this episode and I loved it even more because yeah. I knew he was there, but he once again he wasn't saving the day. They did it without him. And then even with Luke Skywalker, I was like, oh, do we need to bring the Skywalkers into this? But how they brought him in was yeah. was perfect. Like, and I saw I, I saw some some Facebook chatter about like, oh, you know, the best Star Wars we have seen has not been St- uh, Skywalker content, and that's true. But that has nothing to do with the Skywalkers. That has to do with the story being told, and we haven't been given the best Star Wars content with Skywalkers in it. It right. makes total sense that five or six years, however long after the Empire falls, if a Jedi, if a little force sensitive youngling reaches out for a Jedi, the most powerful force user out there who's actively seeking younglings is going to f- hear him. Yeah. Right? It makes exactly. it's, it's the sort of fan service that makes sense. That's yes. the stuff that pays off. Of course, Luke Skywalker would come and take this kid to train him. Right. And so, yes, show us that sort of stuff. But now, you know, take that and show us more. Why is right. Luke so awesome? Why is he a Jedi master? We saw a little bit of it today. Show us we some did. more. Show us some I more. I see more. Yes. I agree. So I'm excited, especially since there's two other series that are taking place during the same time frame. That's right. So with all those, there may be some intermingling. There may sure. not be. Who knows? Uh, why not? Why not have some crossover episodes? You know, it would be really cool to see some crossover episodes. Do like a Buffy uh, uh, Angel sort of crossover. <laughs> that's right. Yep. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, that's Scoop. Joss Whedon, right? We don't talk about Joss Whedon anymore. Uh, I haven't. No, he, he's been canceled, right? That's right. <laughs> uh, Scooby-Doo meets the Harlem Globetrotters, like one of those yeah. you know, crossover episodes. You know, like the Harlem Globetrotters van breaks down and they get inside this little uh, VW bus where everybody's smoking pot in there or whatever. I don't know. Or whatever. do some, you know, real world road rules challenge. <laughs> there you go. That's it. So yeah. So bring it on, man. I want to see it all. I I want, like I said last week, I really want all these shows to run congruent, one after the other. Yes. I, so that I way, hope... once Mando's over, we get something and then something. So I yes. never have to stop watching Star Wars, and we always have something to talk about. And on we the show. always have something to talk about. And it's like, oh, well, now that this is over, now we can talk about this ep- this show. And now this is over. And then when we go through five or six shows and we're back to the Mandalorian again, and we're like, yes, back to back to Kyle and Mando. So, But I think the most important thing we missed so far is that Bib Fortuna said what, Rob? What did he say? Did you catch it? I have spoken. No. Bib <laughs> Fortuna, one of the one of the like first things he says is McClunky. Did he really? He said McClunky, yes. I it's, totally when, missed when, it. When the shooting starts, he says, ah, McClunky. <laughs> no way yeah if you missed it check it out i heard i was like no way no way did he just oh say my McClunky. goodness he they, sure did they they threw that into george lucas they said george that, we're gonna, that we're gonna was help one of those here. a little too overt a little too yeah i a little too yeah. uh, but i'll take it uh, after a, a season full of good ones i'll take one we over did hear another ding farrick yes i did hear yeah yep. and then uh and then what else, what did she say after that she said ding farrick and then she said something else i forget what else she I said remember. i don't know another she was upset about her gun her gun wasn't was jammed I didn't know up laser rifles could jam, but apparently, apparently, lasers can get jammed up in there. There's a good to know laser cartridge in there somewhere. Yeah. So yeah. what a great episode! What a great season! That's right. Uh, I've almost finished my dark saber. It's pretty good. Again, uh, it's not my favorite drink, but it's definitely on the better side. 
right? Solid Chewbacca. Uh, thank you to Eric for that drink. If you have drink yes. recipes, please send them to us at BanthamMilkPodcast at gmail.com. Check us out on all of our social medias, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, all over the place at our uh, our website, BanthamMilkPodcast.com. That's right. Uh, I even I started a new page on there uh, listing all the times Kyle has used his flamethrower with pictures. Very and important. So very important, very important data to collect. Right. So yes, make sure you check that out. Keeping history here. Yes, indeed. Right. So, um, but yeah, we're, we're not done. Right. Uh, Mandalorian nope. might be done, but we certainly are not. We're going to keep putting out uh, some content for you. We've got a lot to discuss. We're going to talk about our postseason wrap. We're going to talk about we've got the holiday special to talk about. Oh, uh, yes. We've got a whole lot of stuff to chat about over the next couple of weeks. Right. So make sure you check us out wherever you get your podcast. Do us a favor and share us. Right. We like getting new listeners, mm-hmm. shares with all we your sure Star do. Wars fan friends. Right. We know that Star Wars fans only hang out with Star Wars friends. Come on. We know that. That's right. We know that. It's OK. So tell your other Star Wars fans, friends, and tell them to become fans and friends. Also, if you check out our website, there is a link now. You can buy some swag. <coughs> swag. We're selling T-shirts with the with the brightly colored logo, our, our Bantha Milk podcast logo. There that's it up is. here above, above my head. head. But all in pretty colors and stuff like that. So check it out. Band buy a sweatshirt, buy a t-shirt. Absolutely. That's right. Check it out there. Maybe right. I'll buy I, one. There you go. Maybe me too. Who knows? <laughs> all right. From all of us here at Bantha Milk Headquarters, we will catch you next time because we have spoken. We have spoken.